Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, every time I sit down to record one of these uh, spots, it's I don't know why it's always so difficult for me. So bear with me, because I have to type them out and read them. But anyway, you may or may not have heard, uh, but we are so excited to announce that our new line of Modern Cowboy brand apparel is now available at National Roper Supply Stores in Decatur, Texas, and Wickenburg. Additionally, the Cowboy Whey Protein from our Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition line will also be available for purchase soon on the nrsworld.com website. And remember, when you purchase any products from nrsworld.com, use code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for a 10% discount. That's 10%. And it's not only on Modern Cowboy brand products, but also on almost everything NRS carries with just a few exceptions. You can also go to... Uh, the link in our Instagram bio and click on the Modern Cowboy NRS link to see and shop all of my picks for all things Western. It's super cool. We have our own uh, web page in the NRS uh, website. So that's super cool to see. So anyway, hey, whether you're a Bronx spurring, bull twisting, all day cattle working cowboy or you live in town and just bought your first cowboy hat, boots, or your first rodeo as a spectator, just remember, the Modern Cowboy brand is for you. Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy and all of us. Hey, also, we um, you hear a song on our podcast all the time, Cowboy. And I'm just super excited and proud uh, for the Modern Cowboy brand to be a sponsor of the Colt Barber American Cowboy Showdown and Colt's reality TV show, Saddle to the Stage. The American Cowboy Showdown is an IPRA and PRCA sanctioned rodeo and live music entertainment event with over 45 events planned for 2021. In the reality TV show, Saddle to the Stage, which will be airing on RFD TV and the Cowboy Channel, combines Colt's ranching and agriculture consulting experience with his music career to capture behind the scene outtakes of fast paced rodeo uh, action. Uh, the music industry on stage and in the studio and just the life and times of a modern cowboy who is a former rodeo competitor and is a businessman and Nashville recording artist and his touring band. So we're super excited to be a part of this and a part of Colt's vision. So go to uh, coltbarber.com to see all the details and stay up to date and follow Colt on Instagram at coltbarberofficial. And as always, a huge thank you to you our listeners for your continued support. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, I had a great conversation on the podcast with Ryan Weaver. He is a legit badass. And before we get to that interview, check out his song, Burn. I know you're going to dig it. When you dare to take a breath don't care about no medals on your chest 
Your steely-eyed killer shadow in the night You were born to fight You gotta light them up Before they burn it down Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Um, as always, uh, I'm excited to have my guests on, and, and today uh, is no exception. Uh, Ryan Weaver, he is a, well, he's many things. Um, I know him from social media and from other media platforms and music, but he's a country mu- music artist. Uh, he's a motivational speaker with uh, Turning Point USA, which I, I want to learn more about. I know about it, but I'd like to know more about it. Um, He's a uh, former U.S. Army Blackhawk uh, aviator, and uh, I've got a little story that I can tell there about helicopters, but uh, it's just all-around amazing guy, uh, patriot, a cowboy, and, uh, and and a lot more. So without further ado, uh, Ryan, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. I can't thank you enough for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so um, I'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll break the ice with this. Uh, We've got something in common. I've actually flown helicopters. Um, well, awesome. maybe I better take that back. I attempted. At, uh, <laughs> I think I think I was 42 at the time, and I, I thought I was going to be, uh, you know, J.R. Ewing and fly from one property to the other in my helicopter. So I started taking lessons. And I've known a lot of people that flown planes and stuff, and, and people said, well, flying helicopters is different, you know. And, and, and at 42, I was still very, you know— uh, rough, tough, and hard to bluff, and hard-headed, and I'm like, I can do anything, okay? 
So I started taking lessons, and we were flying those little, I'm sure you know what they are, they look like little dragonflies. I mean, I'm, I'm R, small. Was R-22 or R-44? Yeah, just little teeny things. Yep, like you and, see at the beach, right? Yeah. And, uh, right, right. So uh, my instructor's like 25, and he doesn't have like previous military experience, which is w- what it kind of inspired me to to want to learn, because we went on a, a coastal flight with uh, with a guy that was uh, flew helicopters in Vietnam. But anyway... I lasted nine lessons. I, I did, you know, my a, a few little things, did some auto rotations. One of the things we did, I was with him, and he goes, we're not supposed to go do this, but w- there's a lot of hogs out here, so we're just going to fly over these treetops real low. So we're doing things we're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> uh, we flew out to my place. I, I looked at it, down at it one, one day on one of the lessons, and I go, my kids are young. I'm married. Uh, these pedals are really hard to, to get a, a handle on. Mm-hmm. And I said, so... I think I'm just going to pass. So anyway, that's my helicopter story. I don't think I've ever told that on the podcast before, but I actually have um, kind of flown a helicopter. So right on. Anyway, so hey, so um, tell us now. I you know you do a, you do a lot of things. Uh, you were in the military for 21 years, I think. Yes, sir. And were you always in uh, uh, into music and and how did you get started in that? I don't have your typical country music story. You know, I didn't start off at three years old and playing, you know, the guitar, listening to Johnny Cash and that kind of stuff. I actually grew up listening to pop music and 80s rock music. And when I got into, went into the military right out of high school, I had not, I mean, it wasn't something that I knew I was good at or something that I knew I'd want to do. I went into military intelligence to start things off in the military and then after a few years, which was a nine years, ended up transitioning to be a Black Hawk helicopter pilot and went to Germany and was deployed to Iraq in 2003 from Germany. And, um, and why, let me digress. When I got when I was going through flight school um, to become a Black Hawk aviator, I was broke and I started doing singing competitions and karaoke competitions. So it was, I was late in my 20s when I actually started doing that. Didn't realize it was something that I was good at, but I was winning. So it was something that I love to do. Right. I had a great time entertaining folks. I wasn't, and I'm not still the best vocalist in the world. I'm not a Vince Gill by any stretch of the imagination or a Martina McBride vocalist like that. But the performance aspect of the show to me was, uh, you know, entertaining folks and and getting out there in the crowd and making a genuine connection with the crowd, even on cover songs. It was it was immediate and I loved it. It was something that was an adrenaline rush almost as much as flying at the time. So got into doing that during flight school and helped pay some of my bills that when I was broke, which was kind of cool. And then was restationed to Germany, as I said, and went to Iraq in 2003 in March. And my brother Aaron was also restationed there to Iraq, or excuse me, deployed there to Iraq, and he was a cancer survivor, was non-deployable, got a waiver to be deployed, but he had to get bi-monthly blood screenings for the cancer, and he was flying in the back of a medevac helicopter when it was shot down, killed everybody on board, and we became a one-time goal, a first-time Gold Star family, and I returned back from Germany, was restationed back from Germany to Fort Rucker, become an instructor and what's called a TAC officer, like Lewis Gossip Jr., and officer and a gentleman, and right. As an instructor doing that and a TAC officer, I started, uh, decided I was going to chase this dream in country music and started playing the local club scene with the army band folks that were on post. They had a little rock band that was 
touring around the the small bars and that's where I got my feet wet was in Southern Alabama in the, in the bar scene and progressed up from there to, uh, to the biggest arenas in the nation. So it was amazing. Yeah. Now, uh, where did you grow up at? Originally I'm from West central Florida, about an hour North of Orlando, or excuse me, hour North of Tampa, a little town called Inverness. A lot of folks in the um, Western world know Ocala for the horses out there. Right. Um, just 22 miles southwest of Ocala, a little town called Inverness. That's where I'm, I went in the army straight out of high school from there. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now you're, now you're living where? Just south of uh, Nashville and Franklin, Tennessee. Love it down here. A lot of, uh, I would live in town, but I can't stand the traffic. So living yeah. outside of town of Franklin's, you're five minutes from the country and, and 20 minutes from town if you want to go in town to do anything. Yeah. Now, did you grow up with uh, horses or, uh, and I can't say that I, this this is the thing a lot you know you uh, as far as being a cowboy is concerned I know that the B cowboy uh, theme for the PBR this this month was it last year the year before that obviously COVID shut down pretty much everything last year but the B cowboy theme of of what America stands for the patriotic pride right. and blue collar worker I would say that I, I'm the definition of that when it comes down to it never grew up in the Western world really and I started actually listening to country music in the 90s when Garth Brooks was really yeah. you know really taken off on his his side of it i really love that rock edge performance side of it and um got big into hunting and fishing up in kansas but before that i mean we were just a um small town usa big family you know um blue collar roots where i came from so i would say that that's probably the um the the closest to the the western side of things that i ever got yeah, well, you know that's what this podcast is really about. It's 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 about uh, the modern cowboy brand is about it's for the cowboy in all of us. So there's right. just like you, uh, you know, I didn't grow up in it either. You know, I got into it later and got into roping later and stuff. So, um, you know, so many people have it in their heart somewhere that they have the uh, this idealism of the iconic figure of the cowboy. And uh, you know, just like you talk about the rock music, I mean, you just look at, I mean, Kid Rock. You know, I want to be a cowboy baby. Um, John Bon Jovi, I'm a cowboy. Finn mm-hmm. Lizzy, I am just a cowboy. So it's a, it's, you know, rooted deep in in just in our culture, and uh, so yeah, and and I think that's very cool. So now was was your dad in the military? Has your family got a long history of military service? My uh, yes, sir. My my grandfather was in the Air Force. He actually flew in World War II. He was a belly gunner on B twenty fours. And my, I mean, I've, my whole family has been military since then. My dad was a Marine. My uh, two brothers, Steve and Aaron, and I, when I graduated flight school, became the th- first three brothers to fly as warrant officers in the same, t- at the same time in the, in the U.S. Army. My sister was Air Force, you know, and, and add not just the military to it, but we have a family of law enforcement as well. So it fits right in with with when the PBR brought me on to be the patriotic voice of the professional bull riders and honor our fallen law enforcement, first responders, and military. It was a perfect perfect uh, synergy there. Uh, it was a genuine message, which the Western culture appreciates the genuine uh, message from people. They can see right through fake. Right. And I thought it was an awesome opportunity to be able to showcase what my family really stands for, which is everything that essentially the modern cowboy brand stands for as well. Yeah. You know, and, and it, I mean, there's so much to talk to you about. It's it's almost like we'd have to do a couple a couple episodes because I, <laughs> I feel like back. I'd be happy. To come yeah, on yeah, because I feel like I want to go all these different ways. Uh, just with flying the helicopters alone, you know, and and I mean the the movie, you know, Black Hawk Down, uh, and and just you know, 
going through that whole era of the early, you know, two thousands and 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 you know, moving forward. Uh, every everybody, pretty much everybody in my family served in the military except me. I when I graduated from high school, Vietnam was just getting over, and it kind of wasn't cool to go in the military. Even though growing you did up, not look that old. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'm I'm sixty two. Old enough, I would uh, say. I'm, You're sixty two. Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, yeah. I would but, not have guessed that in a million years. Well, thank you. But um, you know, to both my sons, though, uh, graduated high school. Uh, my first uh, oldest son went right in the Navy. Other son went into the Marines. But, you know, we just during that time when we had these these conflicts that, you know, you were involved in and, uh, you know, it's just just that very, you know, patriotic, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, but all those things that we saw and all the things that went on and then, you, you know, you start to see behind the, the scenes with, uh, you know, what goes on with, you know, our our government. And, I, and you know, I'm, I don't want I'm, to I'm not an expert in that, but. But uh, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, your you know your experience over there, and and because I, I know I know that you're, uh, you know, you're a, a big voice for, uh, you know, for our freedoms and, and our rights and our constitution and everything. So just speak to that a little bit, if you would. Uh, well, I think that one of the things of you know, in speaking politics or just speaking the state of America in general, a lot of folks immediately, you know, my my profile picture on my Instagram page is me in a cowboy hat and wearing a red, white, and blue America shirt, America red shirt. Remember, everyone deployed shirt, and you know, the folks that that on one side of the aisle or the other, they immediately look at someone like me and they say, "Oh, you're just a country music artist. You need to keep your mouth shut." But they don't realize my family background. And they also like to call me a redneck and all those kind of great things, which I'm, you know, it doesn't mean anything to me whatsoever whenever they, they make those kind of digs, but they don't, they don't understand that I'm, I'm, I'm an educated with a batch, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in aeronautics with a minor in management, served for 21 years, graduated top of my class in flight school. I own seven different partner brands as businesses, a small American business, you know, the qualifications for anybody to, to, um, speak their mind is, is the first amendment after that, you know, you can speak your mind and be right or wrong, but I choose to believe in the facts. And when I'm, when I was in, in combat, I mean, I've served underneath four different presidents while I was on active duty and I didn't get to serve under Trump. I retired under Obama with almost 21 years in, but being able to provide some inside perspective to what sacrifice truly means, uh, you know, and, and do it on an educated level with facts. I, I think that's, you know, one of the things that a lot of folks look at us and, and the, I would say the Western culture, but the South or where, whatever it may be, there, there are stereotypes that are applied immediately. And I was proud to be a representative of the professional bull riders to, to be able to speak articulately about the, the, the passion of that sport, right. uh, learning a lot about that sport when I was there and how much the Western culture really um, believes and loves the the American hero that's out right. there. So, I, you know, my service uh, in combat was short. I was only there for seven months. I became a Gold Star, fam uh, Gold Star family member with Aaron and the Soul Survivor Act that everybody has seen on Saving Private Ryan also made me non-deployable after that. And it really, I, it took me two years uh, going through my morning process. It took me two years to even look up at the, uh, up in the sky when I knew a Black Hawk was flying over, I would lose my, I mean, I would lose it. I would, when taps would play at night on a military installation, you name it. I mean, going through those experiences, a very real experiences that took me to a pretty dark place and being able to take music and, and get myself out of there was a blessing. But yeah. I can, I could tell you that being there, it also still 
uh, as I, as I am an, a country music artist still and everything that I try and do, I try and emulate what I believe my brothers would want me to emulate. And that's constant pride in this country, constant pride in being American and constant pride in the American dream. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and again, this is just something that, uh, you know, I, I, it seems like I pick up on and I've had, you know, other, you know, um, veterans on the podcast as well. Uh, do, do you guys, do, do you feel like, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to stir anything up, but do you, do you feel like sometimes the, 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 the government isn't behind, you know, our military or they don't support you guys, uh, you know, fully, or do, do you feel like, you know, you're on your own over there at times? Uh, I don't know if that well, makes sense or not. Well, I would, I would tell you this based off of history and what I've seen. Um, I, you know, some of your viewers may appreciate this or not. I don't want, you know, to, as you said, cause any, any stir up any problems, but my brother was in Black Hawk Down and uh, President Clinton, Bill Clinton was the president at the time. And they got left, they got left behind without the assets that they needed to have to do the job that they were there to do. Uh, it was a political game at that point. They were, it was very clear. Um, so, you know, that's the first experience that I had of, of that being on active duty and seeing it happen first, you know, as in a firsthand experience, uh, folks can do research on it to, to know exactly what I'm talking about. But that, that mission was an extremely tricky mission, but you need to make sure that you're giving your military the opportunity to be as successful as possible. And they were not given that opportunity. Um, I went to Iraq under president Bush and, then ended up, uh, you know, leaving after uh, all of that was going on. And there are a bunch of, you know, folks can, we had a lot of resources that were there, but I know going into it, it was not necessarily so. There were a lot of things that I was surprised by as a, the most powerful military in the world that we didn't have access to, you know, certain resources. But uh, by the time that I left, it was, it was, they, they, it happened so fast. I think that they just had to catch up with the op tempo and everybody being over there. And then, you know, serving under Obama, we turned the American military into the uh, apology, great apology tour for the world. And, right. you know, apologizing for all the freedoms that we've shed our blood for as military service members for other countries. And that wasn't uh, appreciated. I, I did not appreciate it. And it, you know, the, but I will say that straight up and, once again, it's not a political thing. I, I've, I saw it firsthand. I, I, I know what the last four years, what has been done for our veterans out there to try and rectify the situation in a very short period of time. Right. I, I know what's been done. I, I have a laundry list of, of the different things that have, have come into play from trying to fix the VA to spouse opportunities on, you know, for employment different things like that for, I could go down the laundry list. I'd have to read them on my phone, but they're probably, I think they're 20 something things that were signed into legislations that were signed into um, reality by the uh, last president. And immediately we're already starting to see now. Uh, I don't, I'm sure that a lot of folks are watching the news and it's amazing to me where yeah. I can sit there and watch television and you can know the channels that you're going to see it on and see how our military and law enforcement have been vilified. Yes. Uh, by folks and the military service right now. I, I mean, I think that there, I Google anything on, or I don't even Google, I use DuckDuckGo, but uh, searching on the internet, seeing that anything that has to do with the military is almost uh, a 75% negative spin on it, which right. is, abs I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Because the freedoms that everybody had 
this past year to destroy their cities Mm -hmm. was given to them by the blood of others who sacrificed. And I just think that's being lost right now. Yeah. You know, and and I don't, we won't run too far down the rabbit hole, but it just, (laughs) I'm, but I'm, but I, I I am just, you know, very, very curious, you know, uh, just what are your thoughts on, uh, I mean, obviously we can look at history and we can look at all the things that have occurred in history. I mean, and, and this great nation has been up and down through all kinds of things. Uh, but moving forward, uh, do you think that, that this whole, uh, you know, movement that this other side has going for lack of better terms to describe it, uh, do you think it's going to just be kind of self-limiting ultimately and, and will implode on itself or what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, once again, like saying, as I said before, served underneath four different presidents. So I got to see how each president and what changed between each president. Um, my hopes are that uh, once all of this nonsense is done, that we're already immediately seeing in the first couple of weeks, uh, once right. all of it's done, that we end up getting uh, the folks up in D.C. that truly want to keep America first and want to put Americans first and first and foremost, when it comes to me, my opinion and my thoughts, our military and law enforcement and first responders, our heroes, they are the rock that keeps us safe. They are the rock that keeps us free. And if they're not honored and treated properly, you're you're taking the rock, the the foundation out from underneath the country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, and again, not to you know run too far down that rabbit hole. Let's let's switch over to Turning Point because Turning Point mm-hmm. uh, USA. That's uh, just explain what that organization is and, and what what uh, you guys do with it and through it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna first tell you what it's not. Okay. And this is this is if I'll go there. I'll tell you what it's not. Um, the the people that hate me on Instagram and there are a ton of them that hate me because I ask for facts and want reality. <laughs> right, right. I don't care. I don't care how you feel about the situation. <laughs> present me with facts. But I will tell you this: um, it is not an organiz- a, a, a conspiracy theory, right wing, crazy, radical organization by any stretch of the imagination. It's not that at all. If it was, if they were so far off, I would not necessarily be involved with with that organization because. Um, that's just not how what I, what I do. It's not what I'm about. Uh, I believe in giving everybody an opportunity to speak their mind, and and as long as they're not attacking others and and, and that kind of stuff, right. I can disagree with them, and that's fine. Um, Turning Point USA is an educational uh, organization that essentially is um, teaching our young future leaders about the values of capitalism, anti-socialism platform. Um, the values of democracy, the values of freedom, the values of our heroes, uh, pro-America, um, you know, pro-patriotism. There's nothing wrong with any of that. It, right. the crazy. It's so crazy, once again, that it's not that you have so many people out there that, for whatever reason, are, are turning patriotism into this bad thing. Like, they're turning it into this super uber as, as they... Um, you know, we'll say uber nationalism or fascism or whatever. Look at the definitions of what you're actually saying. Right. And patriotism, of love of country. There's nothing wrong with love in this red, white, and blue. There's nothing wrong with that. And Turning Point USA really is about that. And a lot of folks ask me because I'm I'm a grown man, and most of the most of the folks that are that are there that were trying to um, you know impart positive me- the, the positive message on are 
you have high school, college, high school and colleges that, that their students are involved in this. Well, if, if you can't look at my life, where I come from, a large family that wasn't necessarily given all of the, um, you know, wouldn't have been given all of the opportunities to be have, you know, paid for college. We had to get scholarships, that kind of thing. Went into military service, came out of military service, completely changed my life around. Or I, I wouldn't say change it around. It was already there. In, in a great place, but changing to a whole different lifestyle of music right. and business ownership and all those things. That's the American dream. And that's what we're teaching these, these young uh, future leaders that they have the possible, that the possibilities are out there and you just have to be motivated to go out there and work for it. That's really what it's about. And, yeah. and, you know, the socialistic give, give everything that you've earned to somebody else uh, is is just not it's never been found to be successful in any country that's out there yeah um so and america is not founded on that no america is founded on completely different ideals and there's a reason we have become the most powerful country in the world and our economy drives everybody else's economy and our military is also the most powerful because we do things differently yeah. we do things the american way and there's nothing wrong with that yeah exactly yeah and i i i agree 100 percent and it just seems like uh, because it is so great here, it allows people that, you know, their mind just runs off on a tangent somewhere. And they and they, I think, almost feel guilty for uh, how great they do have it here. And then for some reason, they feel like they have to tear it down. I don't know. It, it makes no sense to me. But um, the, the the thing behind Turning Point, the, the kind of way I, I take it after you explain that, it's it's. It's just trying to ed educate people uh, on the values of what our country was founded on, what it's based on, and what it's supposed to be like. Uh, and and I, from what I know and, and just what I've I've read and, and heard, our schools now aren't teaching our history the way uh, that we used to teach it. And and uh, so organizations like Turning Point, uh, I think, are are helping to combat that and uh, to a certain degree. Well, I mean, they're an, an amazing organization that's nationwide on campuses where you're you're exactly right. The education systems seem to be moving towards, um, and and I don't even want to use the word liberal because that's not necessarily uh, the way that they're moving. They're already there, but they're moving more towards you know focusing on socialism and and they're they're not providing an opportunity for kids to 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 say that they can go chase a dream they're providing opportunity or focusing on the opportunity the the ability to ask somebody else to do it for you right um it doesn't provide a stepping tone stepping excuse me stepping stone to success it provides a, a a an opportunity for them to fail because they don't they feel that they can just be given to them and they don't have to necessarily work for it and that is you're not going to find any successful person out there, no matter who they are. You can have folks that that have money and and you know buy into wealth or are born into wealth and whatever it may be, but they can still lose all that if they have absolutely no responsibilities or work ethic. You're not going to find somebody that's going to continue to be successful if they're like that, unless yeah. they're the Hunter, Hunter Biden, I guess. But he's not necessarily successful. Sorry, I guess I shouldn't have said that. You can edit that out. <laughs> Uh, we'll leave it in. <laughs> yeah, do it. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> well, hey, um, on on a, a lighter note, um, you did a song with uh, Chad Prather. He's still your yes. president. How how how'd that come about? How did you guys uh, did you guys write that together? 
We did. We did. Yeah. I, uh, my buddy Craig Wilson, who co-wrote my song Burn with me, he, uh, we've we've got a, uh, I can't wait to tell you about the next song that we got coming on. I got to send it to you so you can listen to it. I think you'll appreciate it. But uh, co-wrote it with Craig Wilson. And essentially, I, I had the song idea in my head and, you know, reached out to Chad Prather. He's like, he's a comedian. Yeah. He likes to do, do that kind of stuff and reached out to him. And we co-wrote the song together, recorded it in his his studio down there uh, in Texas and performed it alive on the blaze, which was great. Right. Um, on his show. It, yeah, it was, it, it was a f funny song when it happened. It's funny. It's amazing. <laughs> Here's another funny thing because you know, I keep saying this, but I get haters, haters galore all the time. It, it's amazing how now that, you know, President Trump isn't president. He isn't act, uh, the, the the president and Biden's president now. They're like, oh, that aged well. Well, dude, I didn't write the song when Biden was president. I wrote right. the song when Trump was president. Right. It's like, it's just funny Oh, whatever. But it's funny. We we wanted, you know, tongue in cheek <clears throat> right. comedy, you know, political comedy. Had a lot of fun writing the song, you know, pointing out all the, the stupid stuff that had happened over the last four years kind of thing. And uh, it was really enjoyable. Everybody could check it out on my YouTube if you want a little, if you want to laugh and, and just, you know, it's, it's comedy. That's what yeah. it is. It's political comedy. So it was a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Which, which is interesting because they talk about how comedy in 2020, uh, was, uh, comics can't even, couldn't even be like comics, you know? I mean, cause right. comedy, I mean, you think back in the day, you think, you know, um, Eddie Murphy, oh, yeah, Eddie Murphy, you know, and going back to, you know, George Carl, uh, Carl Richard Pryor, all Richard those guys. Pryor, you know, it was, it, there was, there was, there was this kind of, it's comedy and that's what you had to accept it as, uh, you know, nobody got offended, but, uh, right. nowadays, you know, well, we know people get offended over everything. It yeah, seems. everything. I mean, yeah. the comedy is making fun of, of, every kind of any kind of thing. And you're always trying to push that line in, in, in comedy. You're always trying to push that envelope uh, to see what joke is going to hit and what's going to be your next, uh, the next one that everybody remembers. And right. that now comedians it's it's, they have to be stifled in a lot of things that they say, because I mean, if you're going to go to a comedy show and you know that the comedy comedian is going to be crass, you know, they're going to say rude things because that's what it is. Uh, it, that's what that comedy is. I mean, there's clean comedy out there, but you know what you're getting if you're walking right. in where a comedian does the Eddie Murphy thing or right. whatever. And you're right. Everybody just, it seems like I don't understand. I don't get this because I'm just not this way. Right. It's like everybody's looking for a reason to be mad about something. Right. Even right. in a comedy show where you're going to laugh, right. you're looking at being <laughs> mad about something. It's like, dude, just go, go someplace else. If you don't want to see it, don't go. Exactly. If you don't want to hear my comments, don't don't follow my page. If if you don't want to argue with, or, you know, have a, a logical discussion, don't comment back about something. Um, I mean, it's the same thing, yeah. same concept. Yeah, I noticed because uh, I know, um, you know, you, you've got quite a following on on Instagram, and and you know, you get a lot of people that comment and stuff. I, I noticed that now you're, uh, are you you're? I think you're blocking a lot of them now, right? You're not even dealing with them because they're because it's so they're so ignorant. <laughs> or, I mean, well, I, I, I went through a short, I went through a really short spell. Um, and, and I'll tell you why, uh, on January 8th is when Aaron and January 8th, every year is when Aaron, my brother was killed in action. Right. And I posted a, um, I posted a video about sacrifice, uh, on my Instagram page. And the, pr the problem with the people, everybody on social media is there are no repercussions to your actions. Like right. it, it, it's, it's interesting that there are repercussions to your actions as a conservative on there because you're going to get limited and shadow banned and those kind of things. But anyone and everyone can come on my page and say whatever they want to, and it doesn't matter. 
And on the day that my brother, uh, that day sucks for me. That is really right. my New Year's. Right. Uh, that day is, and I try to do everything I can to get around it. I do. I try to think positively. I try to, but I just, it's a horrible day for me. Every right. single day, it's a hor- every single year, it's a horrible day for me. Um, some years it's worse than others, but this year it was really bad. And I don't know why, but I think it had a lot to do with the fact that, um, that people like my brother and my service and my, or my two brothers, Randy Billings, who was also my brother-in-law, was killed on December 17th in 2013, made us a two-time Gold Star family. Uh. But their sacrifices and and what our military service members do and my f- whole family being in law, a lot of my family members being in law enforcement and what they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, just seeing the lack of respect and the lack of like everybody forgetting where they got their freedoms from, where they're forgetting the sacrifices that other people have made. Um, just seeing that happening across the country and knowing that my brother died on, on that day, I'm going to tell you something. They came out of the woodwork just throwing insults and attacking and just saying stuff. And it, it didn't hurt my feelings because of me. It, it was embarrassing to see Americans being willing to give up everything that they've been given by somebody else. Right. A sacrifice that was, was given by somebody else, everything they've been given so willing to give it up and so willing to attack what matters and why they're doing it. And don't realize that they have the, the ability to do, to attack like that because of those sacrifices. Right. Um, I, I really, I was emotional. So I just decided at that point, I'm going to come back with, come back at them. And it, it, it only lasted a few days because quite honestly, I just got, it was, it was tiring, but right. um, I, I started coming back at them with just as if they came at me rude, crude and socially unacceptable, I was doing the same thing. I was coming right. back at them. The thing is most of them really don't expect you to come back at them. So it kind of throws them off guard. But then it just got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm wasting too much time on this. I'm wasting too much negative, too much positive energy could be going to. So I just, as soon as somebody comments on my page, there are a lot of times I get messages where I try to have a conversation with the person. And there've been a lot of times where I've actually had constructive conversations with them because, you know, somebody will come on and attack them. I'm like, what were you trying to gain? I mean, what was, what was your purpose, the purpose of just coming on and attacking? You don't even know me. Right. They don't know who I am. What were you trying to gain from this? And a lot of times they don't have an answer. So, uh, you know, I say, okay, well, let's have a conversation here for a sec. Most of the time, I would say 95% of the time, it doesn't go that way. Right. If I try and have a conversation with them, they just get worse. So I just, as soon as I was getting the, the comments and messages, I would just block them at that point. <laughs> and I comment on Don Jr.'s Instagram page, and you can go on there anytime and look at my comments and you'll see folks don't realize why my comments are at the top. All the haters, they don't realize why my comments are the comment is the top comment. It's because of the engagement underneath anybody that right. comments underneath, it just starts boosting, it, boosting it up there. And do I like to poke the bear sometimes? Well, I wouldn't sit, call him a bear, the teddy bear sometimes. Yes. I like to poke the teddy bear sometimes and, and say stuff that's going to be a little bit controversial. Um, and they, they, <laughs> they come hating like nobody's business, but I also respond to them as well. And that blue check mark that I've got on my Instagram page means one thing. The same guy that you're talking to right here that you're right. seeing in this video right. is the same guy that's on that page. It's a real person. Right. I haven't created a fake account. I don't I haven't created, put a fake profile picture with some cartoon character on it. No, I respond to him. So most of the time, yes, if they, if they come on my page, because there's a progression, not to get too, off on too much of a no, tangent, but there's, a, right. there's always a progression on social media. So I'll comment on Don, Don Jr.'s page and it will go from, just, just, um, calling, you know, calling me names or whatever it is to, 
telling me my music sucks is next and then <laughs> and then trolling my, you know trolling my page the the cool thing is Every time they tell me my music sucks, I tell them thank you for listening and helping me pay my bills. I truly right. appreciate that. You've done good. And then they're like, well, well, I didn't listen to your music. Well, how do you know it sucks? You're just throwing insults out there. And next thing you know, they get butt hurt and they're on my page and that's when they disappear. Right. <laughs> that's too funny. Hey, well, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So, well, speaking to your, your music, you just said you wanted to tell me about the next song you got. Uh, yeah, so if, if if your listeners out there haven't seen some of the stuff that we've got, I've actually got one of my performances with a PBR at AT&T Stadium when we did, did That's What America Means to Me to the largest crowd they had in history. It was over 41,000. That was pretty incredible. That night was just an amazing night. Um, so that's a live performance video, but we do have the Celebrate America EP that's out there. It has four songs on it. Um, there's a Never Forgotten Tribute video that was um, part of the album, one of the songs that I co-wrote on that album called Never Forgotten. We have Burn that's out there. I have another right. one that's an oldie but a goodie. My very first song I ever wrote in Nashville. It's also the very first music video I ever put out called Crank It. That one came out quite some time ago. So the music has changed just a little bit since then. The old days of Jason Aldean when he he got into Hicktown and, and that kind of stuff is where when that was really um, prevalent, that kind of music. And then um, obviously Burn that I've talked about as well. But we have a new song that I just co-wrote. There's a guy named Dave Bray that's out there, Navy veteran. He has a song called Last Call. Co-wrote it with him and Craig Wilson, and it's called Let's Talk About Heroes. It's a different direction for my music. I would say we have a, a rival, uh, two songs, a rival in time like this that kind of started teetering in this direction that I, uh, I went to. Mm -hmm. It's more of a modern rock sound with some uh, country yeah. and 80s rock uh, strings throughout, but it's this more modern rock sound, which... Um, I love doing shows like that. My yeah. my show uh, tailors to the the rough western sports and also the uh, the biker crowd. Yep, that's who I fit in with. And it's not a southern rock feel for this one. It's a it's a, a more modern rock. So I'm excited about that. And we're working on getting the uh, the video funded for this. And Burn was all self funded. It was all fan funded. No record deal, no record label putting money behind it. We all did it with the support of fans. So if any of your fans out there want to help us get this music video done, we're going to honor our heroes. We're going to honor our, our um, military, law enforcement, and first responders in this in this video. Um, it's, it's not a sad song, but it does talk about um, real topics uh, right. in there. And... Um, you know, it's uh, it it really talks about the who the the folks that are left behind, like I was uh, when someone sacrifices for them, and uh, but if they want to contribute, my Venmo is Weaver Country. It's going straight to my business account. We've earmarked all the money that's coming into that. If you market music video, I'll know exactly what it's for, and then my PayPal is Weaver Country LLC. Um, and if you need to message me, and they, if they ask for a phone number or something like that, I can I can help you out with all that information. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put all that in the show notes too. So it's that'd be great. So it's posted everywhere. Um, how, what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought for a minute. I, I'm, oh, I'm oh. like a rabbit. You got to follow me down all these different directions. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I know, I know, what, I know what I was going to say now. Um, businesses. We're talking about the business. I know you're involved in, in a lot of different, uh, really cool businesses. So you want to you want to talk about those a, a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm actually wearing um, a couple of new businesses that I got involved with uh, after I think it was 2020 is when I really started getting involved with it. Um, this is a uh, everybody has seen the full blackout flag. Uh, mm -hmm. If anybody doesn't know that, this the no quarter given flag. Essentially, pirates uh, put it up on their you know the black flag thing. So, right. but this is a patch. It's actually removable, okay. and uh, you can you can see that, and you gotcha. can replace the patch with whatever patch. But patch ops. 
is is one of my partner companies. If you go on patchops.com, spelled exactly like that, P-A-T-C-H-O-P-S, um, and search Ryan Weaver Heroes Line. I have a full line of patches with them. This is actually a, a brand new company I started with. It's Lima Charlie Clothing Company. Okay. These are my. Uh, uh, this isn't my company, but I have a partner brand with them. We have two designs with them, an Amer- a new America Red and America Protect Our Freedom. I've also got my Ryan Weaver. These are notch hats. A lot of folks are wondering what the notch is for. It's for your sunglasses. So if you're wearing gotcha. sunglasses, you can have a bent bill and it, it you don't have to hold it back on your head like that. Gotcha. So uh, that's another <clears> business. <throat> if you look behind me, uh, that's actually a concealment flag for firearms in your house. It's a lockable concealment flag. It's yeah. Liberty Home Concealment. That's my heroes flag right there. Honors all of our heroes. And then sitting right next to him while I was at AT&T Stadium doing my doing a radio interview uh, with the PBR, the CEO of Lane Boots came up to me and asked me if I wanted my own cowboy boot line. And that was 2018. And we released our first boot in 2018. And it's uh, the boots are in... At laneboots.com, you can search Ryan Weaver, and it's the Old Glory boot. Hold on, let me put this up for you right here sure. to, to see the. So this is the men's boot. It's a right. snip toe uh, for men's, all handcrafted, hand sewn. That's my Weaver Country W right there, but handcrafted, hand sewn. That's the tan boot, and the women's boots right now that we have them in black. Or excuse me, the men's boots are in tan, black, and stone washed, and the women's boots are in tan, black, and stone washed as well. But we also have an ankle zip version for uh, ladies that like ankle, uh, the shorties, yep. uh, an ankle zip version in black and the tan is coming out in the fall or excuse me, in the spring. So we'll have two different boots with them. I'm, ex- I'm super proud of these boots because it took us, it took us about eight months to get it all designed and, and exactly what, uh, you know, I was looking for because there aren't, there aren't boots out there that have a flag on the low or the red, white, and blue. It's not necessarily a flag. It's the stars and stripes on the lower. Most right. of them are on the upper. Right. So they're usually tucked in your pants and you can't see them. And a lot of folks want to display it that way. And we're also working on a, mm-hmm. um, uh, wide toe, a, a wide square toe oh, right. um, version of this with another sub company for, uh, lane boots. That one's going to take us a little bit. We got to design. The design's got to look a little bit different than this one um, because we tried to do a square toe and it really didn't turn out the way we wanted to. Um, so we went with this version and, and, and the ladies is a more aggressive, I'm sure a lot of your Western sports ladies or Western uh, boot wearing ladies out there know who lane boots are. They're a great fashion boot company, primarily women's boots, but now I was their first male partner to come in and, and have this boot line out there. Yeah. Got um another one just came on with Ride On Optics uh, as a oh. uh, an ambassador for Ride On Optics. Uh, they as a um, they sent me a scope and a red dot, and we're going to be working with them uh, over the next I don't know how 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 however long to get some marketing stuff out there and and uh, you know use me as a face and a voice for for that company. It's a veteran and law enforcement founded company, which I'm extremely proud of. <laughs> Liberty Home Concealment, small family owned, veteran owned company. Veteran-owned company. Actually, this guy is on active duty still. Oh. Um, and we got Forged Leather. All my leather gear. I don't think I have anything leather here with me. But all my leather gear is Forged Small American-owned business. And Soldier Socks, S-O-L-E-D-I-E-R Socks. That's a They donate a pair of socks for every pair of socks that you purchase. And I have a hero sock with them as well. Got something else in the works, but I can't put that out right now <laughs> until, we actually make, until we actually make it happen. But... Um, you know, the partner brands, thank goodness during this, uh, during COVID because all my shows got canceled, speaking engagements, motivational speaking engagements right. all got canceled <clears throat> in 2020. Thank God my partner brands <clears throat> all target demographics that are essential workers. So <laughs> it's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, you mentioned that uh, right on optics. Um, they're actually based uh, here out of Arizona in uh, Tucson, aren't they? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I've heard. Well, uh, I, I need to check in on that. Well, I, I'll tell you the reason being is because uh, I was looking at some optics because I'm just I'm in the market. I'm going to get a new AR here, and uh, mm. and um, and then I I saw that come up on your on your page, and I uh, and they they've got an optic that's that's similar to one that Primary Arms makes, but it's I think it's like a one by eight, but then it's uh, then it also has a red dot in it. Anyway, yes. yeah. Anyway, very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I love them. the 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 optics that they sent me are um, uh, they're built in America. Excuse me. They're uh, what's the best way to say? It? They're built in, put together in the U.S. But they have Japanese glass, which everybody right. knows. Japanese glass is top of the line stuff. But um, they uh, they assemble them here in the United States. And right. having a small family owned American business assembling stuff in the United States, it's always a great thing. Yeah. Very cool. So now, do you have uh, are are you guys going on tour uh, in 2021 here uh, with your music or? What's, we hope what's... I've got a couple shows put together, a couple shows in the <clears> works, <throat> and I've got one show in July down in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Peranto's 14th Hour Foundation uh, in cahoots with the Shadow Warrior Riders Motorcycle Club are doing an event down in Orlando. I have my first concert in Florida in two years, which is, you know, exciting for me to get back to my home state um, and do a concert, but we'll be at the Abbey on July 30th. If anybody is in Orlando and wants to come out, uh, the tickets are on sale. You can check out my social media. We've been posting on them regularly as well. But if you look up the Abbey downtown Orlando, the event is already uh, up on their page as well. Yeah. You got anything else coming up with the PBR at all or? I haven't scheduled anything with the PBR. We were actually supposed to, um, uh, I was supposed to do four shows with the uh, Australian PBR, but uh-huh. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, the PBR is, is was gracious enough to let me work with them for two years, was honored to be able to represent them as the patriotic voice of the PBR, but uh, I don't have anything in the U.S. scheduled with them right now. Yeah. Now, do you, you don't, I mean, the PBR is owned by the same company that owns the UFC um, and do you, do you do anything with the UFC at all or have you, or anything in the works coming up or I, I have not, but, um, we are looking to try and pitch this new song to them if they want to do a heroes, um, honoring, uh, campaign or something to that effect, because I know that they're super patriotic and, yeah. and love America as well. So, um, I, th- this song, the way th- the kind of, uh, music that it is would fit into that crowd as well, because it's a, it's a little bit harder rock and edgy. Yeah. Um, it's not Eminem. I know that they're using Eminem song right now, but, right. um, uh, I'm a huge fan of his music anyway, but, um, very eclectic. And, uh, but this, this song is more of a rock and edgy thing. And if, uh, if they get want to use it, we're pitching it to everybody and anybody out there that, uh, would want to use it for a hero honoring campaign. Yeah. Very cool. Well, very cool, man. I'm telling you, we're we're burning up the time. Uh, it's it's just has flown by. Um, where I've actually, uh, my wife and I were just talking about we're we're going to be coming out to Nashville, uh, to Tennessee here in the not too distant future. So, I've got some other friends out there and people I want to hook up with and would love to to meet you in person out there. Um, well, heck yeah! If we have the opportunity, maybe we can get on a uh, a live podcast together, sitting right next to each other, as a pro- yeah. or, a po- or excuse me, a podcast, a live or whatever, however you want to do it. Maybe we can arrange to make that happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, I'm, I always ask everybody. Uh, we already know one of the one of the answers to uh, to one of the questions right now. Your favorite uh, brand of cowboy hats, though. Do you have a favorite brand? I actually, uh, I was fortunate when. I was working with the PBR to have Larry Mahan 
Well, no. I will tell you how it went down. Not to make this too long, but I was at a Texas event. My old cowboy hat, the one that I used to work with, have was more of a rocking, you know, '80s rocker looking kind of cowboy hat. And I went to right. a, to a Texas event, and Larry Mahan was there. And first thing he did was come up to me and said, "Son, we need to get you a new hat." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "If you're gonna be if you're gonna be touring with a PBR, we need to get you a new hat." So. Larry Mahan's hats are, uh, I have two of his and, uh, I, you know, I was honored to be able to wear those, uh, from a world champion directly from a world champion and, and, uh, you know, represent the Western culture and represent Larry Mahan's hats with that. Very cool. Uh, boots obviously, uh, are your new lane boots? Absolutely. Oh yeah. My, my, yeah. I mean, I love my boots. They're, they're yeah. super comfortable. They're handcrafted, hand stitched. You're not going to get a pair of handcrafted, hand stitched. Uh, boots like this uh, with this quality um, for the price that you're going to get them. Yeah, very cool. Um, how about how about movies? You got a favorite Western or cowboy movie? Western or cowboy movie? Um, True Grit was good. Yeah. I, I, I like that one because it was just, uh, it, it was, I mean, there are a lot of older older ones, obviously, but True Grit was just, was, um, but I mean, uh, Tombstone, how can you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, how can you? Well, Val Kilmer in, in that <laughs> one was just incredible. So I would have to say you put those two together. I really enjoyed both of those. Yeah, very cool. Favorite movie of all time, however, is Top Gun. Yeah, is it? I, yeah, it's a great movie. I just I can watched... watch that movie over and over again. But that inspired all of our all of well, at least Aaron and I to fly. So it's yeah. kind of cool, you know. That's very cool. Yes, sir. Well, Ryan, hey man, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to come on, and and I we we got to do this again because there's I know we got a lot more to talk about. Um, but uh, yeah, again, appreciate your time. Uh, uh, thank you for your service and and sacrifice your your family has made for our country and and for all you do. You're a, you're you're a true leader, you know. And you talk about all the haters and everything, and it's like uh, that one, that old saying, you know. Um, if uh, you want to make everybody happy, don't be a leader. Sell ice cream, and uh, so you know <laughs> you are you you epitomize what uh, being a leader is about. And uh, I'm just honored to have you on. Well, I really appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me. And when we get this new video out, let's, maybe we can get back on again and talk about uh, the new song and new video once we get it out there. Because I'm I'm excited about this one. Is I, I I personally feel it's some of the best work that I've been able to do. And, um, you know, I was proud to write this song. It's going to tell a story that I, uh, of a lot of folks that really need to be honored right now as opposed to de demoralized and demonized in the public. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right All right, Ryan. Well, we'll talk soon. And everybody, that's it for today. So we'll see you on the next one. Legendary men, sons of the desert, and riders on the wind. I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me. I ain't got much, but I'm free. I've always been one to do it my own way. I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage. I don't know nobody, nothing. Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride
same set of strings From the radio to the rodeo I'm gonna do my thing I don't compromise on nothing What you see is what you get I may be broke and busted <laughs> But they ain't killed me yet I'm a cow 